massive shade from the boundary. Needs to be in perfect. He's got the most impossible goal. No, 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 and he's going right at Dylan Dennis. Allow me to introduce myself. Hello, this is the Cometi Williams podcast. My name is Jimmy Williams. I've been working as a sports journalist and reporter in the city of Perth in Australia. Alongside me is my friend. We did sports journalism together about two and a little bit years ago, and his name is Mark Cometi. Welcome, Mark. Well, thanks for having me, Jimmy. Even though my name is in the title, I appreciate it anyway. <laughs> but you've lied to the consumer straight away, Mark. How? You said I was alongside you, and clearly I'm across the desk from you. <laughs> oh, so daddy. we've got to build this trust with the listener straight away. So everyone, I want you to know that. Jimmy's not trustworthy. I am. <laughs> and we're going with that. But yes, we we, uh, we knew each other in uh, ECU at uh, the uh, broadcasting major that we did. You progressed a lot further than that than me. I was only coming as a little bit of a pinch hitter. Did oh. a couple of units and got out of there. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm a former professional wrestler, as, as you sort of alluded to, Jimmy. I uh, had a brief time with the WWE, then back in now doing some media. People may know me as the beast stats man on Triple M footy. Not very good at math, so I don't know how that sort of all works itself out. But, I'm terrible uh, at math. Well, exactly. You know what they say to me, one plus one equals three. <laughs> what I noticed most from your Instagram, uh, I don't even know your Instagram handle off the top, but you would know it. Outback underscore Silverback. Which is your wrestling name, right? It was a wrestling moniker. My name was Mark Silver, but I was the Outback Silverback, so... So much has happened in the world of sports. So much is happening. Uh, we're going to take a lighthearted look at all sorts of things. But one thing that caught my attention, and I'm sure Mark, your attention too, uh, the Wildcats on Friday night, such a good win. Bryce Cotton at the buzzer. Could you see a different result happening? Uh, I've seen a couple of different results because I was there the, the couple of weeks before we went to double overtime. And Bryce may have missed a couple of close to the end shots on that. So you never know with Bryce. He, not saying he's not clutch because he definitely is, but you know, you've got to take a lot to, uh, you know, miss a couple and uh, eventually uh, the right things happen. So what a finish that was. But he's been sensational again this uh, year. I think better than last year so far as well. More like his first half season that he had with the Cats. So he seems to be back in that type of form, even though he won the MVP last year. I'm not, you know, I'm not blind to that at all. So it's still a pretty good year. But I'm saying by Bryce's standards, he looked like he was struggling with his jump shots at certain points of uh, last season. And that seems to have come back, that stroke that we uh, came to love in that first half season where he probably could have won the MVP on half a season that year as well. But you're saying he's in as good as form as last season. So that means he, he could be on the way to back-to-back MVPs? Well, I think he's in better form than last season. Uh, I think he's in as good form as his first season with the Cats, his first half season. So... Definitely on his uh, way, especially with the way the Cats are playing. Uh, obviously, the top team counts as well. So he's looking pretty good at this stage. And Tariko White, what a surprise that was. We didn't know much about him coming from Korea. Yep. Uh, tossed out of there because of the height rule, which is an interesting <laughs> one. Uh, for those that don't know, what's the rule, Jimmy? Is it 6-4, two players over 6-4 or 6-2? I'm not familiar with the rule. Oh, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> you let me down. In Korea, the, the, the professional league in Korea, you can't have more than three players, I think, is over 6-2 or 6-4. Well, their loss is the Wildcats game. But he didn't play on Friday night, and neither did Damian Martin, and they still got the win over the Brisbane Bullets, who oh. beat them last time they were down. Bryce didn't mind that they weren't playing. <laughs> I just thought, it's all right, boys, come with me. And uh, obviously the Red Army helped out there as well with that uh, incredible uh, atmosphere they have at the arena. 
So that always helps too. But yeah, Bryce, great. But uh, Tariko White, the surprise, just back to him quickly. Uh, no one sort of know what to expect, but he's almost a bit, uh, I don't want to say Casey Prather-like, but he sort of is. So he's a good athlete all-round game, probably a better outside shooter than Casey, a bit more reliable. So they really got a good uh, all-round player there for that. So number 23 as well. I went to the press conference when he just got off the plane, Tariko, and I couldn't really understand him. He's got such a thick, strong American accent. <laughs> you, you weren't versed with the with the Native American accent these days? No, not that. I'd never oh, come heard on, it that, that thick, yeah. You don't listen to enough NBA players <laughs> to know how it works? Where's he from, Tariko? Do we know? Uh, Texas. Oh, okay. Could have that right. So he might have a bit of Southern slang to it. Yeah, real Southern. Ah, so it gets tough there. Yeah, I, I feel you. A, a, a journalist reporter asked him a question about what we can expect from Tariko. Yeah. And... I'm not going to impersonate him, but after I deciphered what he was saying, he said, I hope that if we're on a fast break, that they chuck it up to me for the dunk. Okay. So, And I That's saw it. his highlight reel on YouTube. I was very impressed. Yeah, because he's, 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 yeah, you don't expect him, the way he moves sometimes, you don't expect him to be a, a blinding athlete. But uh, he looks. he's got a good build on him too, like, like Casey. Like I said, I don't want to keep making those comparisons. He's not a James Ennis athlete, but he's sort of right there with Casey, I reckon. So very good pickup. University of Mississippi. Mississippi. Well, yeah, it was Mississippi is, uh, that'll give you some slang on your talk if you hang around there for too long, I'm sure. There's also plenty of other basketball happening around the world. I mean, this morning, Perth time, Sunday time, the Jimmy Butler trade has finally been done. I, I can't say I'm surprised by this. Breaking news by Woj, <laughs> wasn't it? Breaking news by Woj, Williams will call you. Uh, so that was that was a big thing, yeah. So Jimmy Jimmy Butler to the Sixers. What do we think? I thought he was going to go to Miami in a different trade, featuring Richardson and a few other bits and pieces. So I'm surprised, and I can't wait to see how it all evolves. Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, uh, JJ Reddick's been playing a lot of minutes. You just forgot the biggest personality in the team, the Twitter Meister. <laughs> The trash talker. <laughs> yeah, Joel Embiid. I mean, that, that's the one that stands out for me, is that Jimmy coming from where he's come from, there's clearly a bit of uh, locker room friction at the, the Wolves, to say the least. It's a bit of an understatement. So he's obviously got a strong personality. Uh, it seems there's already some quite strong personalities on that Sixers team, even though they're young. With Simmons, is a little bit more quiet, but Joel, very outspoken, to say the least. So it will be interesting to see if they all mesh. Now, those boys are very talented, so it should be uh, interesting, but... They've given up some good shooting as well in that yep. trade with Saric and Covington so, and some length too. So it's a risky sort of uh, proposition, but they were missing something watching them play this season. They didn't look almost as good as they looked at the end of last season. So it's interesting. So who wins the trade? Well, time will tell, but I think in the short term you would say the 76ers, but I think it hurts them what they gave up. I just really think Covington was a good two-way player and he had good length. Saric, also the same. So a tough guy that wanted to do a lot of sort of stuff that no one else wanted to do. They already lost Ilya Silva. So some of their role players are gone that gave them that length and everything like that. So it's interesting. They've got another slasher on. Jimmy's not the best outside shooter. He's decent, but he's not a spot-up shooter by any means. So that doesn't really suit Ben to that degree as someone he can kick out to. Sounds a little bit like the Lakers at the moment. No specialist three-point shooter. That's what they're missing. Oh, you don't say, Jimmy. You don't <laughs> say. Well, what's your take on them so far this season, mate? I've, I've been impressed by how they've gone adjusting to life with LeBron, especially the younger guys, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma. I really feel that they're just going to get better and better every time they step on the court with LeBron James. That's a that's a just an obvious statement, but I think if they can work it out and they can stay through this period now where Westbrook's gone down injured, 
Steph Curry's gone down injured. They've got an opportunity now in the West. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people forget that those first years that Bron went back to Cleveland and when he even went to Miami where they had a much better team than they do at the Lakers, obviously. They were ugly sort of first starts of the season. There was a time when Miami was 500 and everyone was freaking out. <laughs> I think they were 11 and 12 or something like that. And everyone was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so everyone was, everyone, but I remember that time because I was actually in the US at that time, living in Florida. And I remember the time, everyone was like, no, this isn't going to work. Two guys like that can't play with each other. And it sort of looked like that was going to be the case. And then that first year he went back to Cleveland. That was messy too for the first start of the year. He sort of lost his shooting stroke, all the things that are happening now. So he didn't look like he was shooting well from the outside. Wasn't getting as many easy shots. His field goal percentage went down. And it looked messy. That's sort of what it looks like now. So they'll get there. They'll find their way. But they've got good length. They need to pick up the defense. So the young boys need to pick up the defense, definitely. Do you agree with the sort of notion that when you play with better, you become better? And when you play with worse, you don't actually improve? Mm, I mean, it just depends on the parts in the team and in, in, in a basketball team, I think. But obviously playing with LeBron James should make everyone better, theoretically. And not just that, but... The, the amount of things they'll be able to learn from someone who's so professional. Oh, yeah, of course. Just the day-to-day work ethic and stuff like that, which you always hear about him. But uh, then there's guys like Kyrie Irving, which may disagree a little bit, Jimmy. Going back to the Timberwolves trade, yes. I saw this uh, photo pop up on my feed this morning. The Wolves essentially gave up Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, and Justin Patton for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and a second-round pick. Yeah, well, when you read it like that, that's not uh, very flash, is it? Because Markkinen looks like he's <laughs> going to be a good player for the Bulls. Right. So for those that aren't aware, we're referring to players that they obviously traded for Jimmy Butler and that other trade to Chicago too. Uh, we're done playing over there as well. So Dunn and Markkinen look like they're going to be pretty good players. And so What about Jimmy Butler getting the 23 at Philly? It's already taken. Who's got 23 at Philly? Uh, Shamit. Well, he, Jimmy, Jimmy's just gone to twenty three there, so we can't really claim twenty three. He wore, didn't he? He didn't wear twenty three at Chicago. No, he's twenty three. What? No? You, know, you know that number is possibly in the rafters at Chicago. Jimmy. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> what was he wearing at Chicago? I think he's wearing twenty two, wasn't he, or twenty four? Uh, Good not- question. But no, I don't. Well, one thing I do know is twenty three wasn't up for. Well, uh, it's definitely in the rafters at Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna cut that bit out. You've seen, you've been around watching basketball far longer than I have. Well, easy. I don't want to get into a big debate here. trying to say you're not a basketball fan or no, that I'm, I'm a, old. No, I'm a massive basketball well, fan. I see you're saying I'm old. That's I what know, I thought, Jimmy. I just know you've watched a lot more than I have. Okay, Without going okay, into yeah. too much of a debate, what are the differences between Michael Jordan and LeBron that you have noticed? Uh, selfish play. <laughs> in, in a good way and a bad way, but Mike was going to get his 30 regardless of what was going on. In the game, regardless of how he was shooting, Mike was going to put up 40 points, 40 shots to get his 30 if he needed to. So Mike didn't have too much of a conscience when it comes to uh, offensive mining scoring. LeBron is uh, vastly different in that uh, debate, obviously, because he's a sort of, I wouldn't say pass first, like everyone says, but he is a passer and he's a scorer too. So he's, he's, got, he's as, as likely to pass it off as he is to shoot it. You would never say that about Jordan or Kobe. We were close. 21. 20, yeah, Does that yeah, sound right? Yeah, it's 20 yeah. something. That's why I said 22 or 24. It wasn't 23. That <laughs> was close. <laughs> That's it hanging in the rafters because, of course, Michael Jordan. Yes, that, that'd be the one. That'd be the one, Jimmy. What else has surprised you so far in this NBA season, Mark? Uh, I think the Bucks are a big surprise in the East. I think the East is more exciting than the West as far as out- outbreaking teams. 
uh, or breakout teams rather. Um, so when you look at the Bucks, Boston, when you sort of knew what they were going to be, uh, they seem to be struggling a little bit with working Kyrie and uh, Gordon Hayward. Hayward, yes. So they seem to struggle with working Kyrie and Hayward back in there. Um, so that's interesting. So they were they were very good, obviously, in the playoffs last season, but they were very balanced, almost like a college team. So be interesting to see with Brad Stevens, obviously a very good college college coach and now proving so in the NBA. It'll be interesting to see if they turn out better or worse with those two guys back in. Um, Kyrie obviously needs a lot of the ball. So the other big surprise for me, or not a surprise, but it's just interesting to see how good Toronto are already uh, with Kawhi there and really not gelling, having much time to gel. They already look very good. Who so, do you think won that trade, by the way, with you, San Antonio and, and Toronto? If you get Kawhi, I think you're winning the trade, especially if he sticks around. But DeMarta Rosen's been hooping. Oh, yeah. No, no, he's a good player too, but he wasn't enough where he was. He might be better where he is now. Do you get me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, their record was the best in the East last year. They lost. They got bundled out of the finals. And now with Kawhi there, uh, Kyle Lowry's just doing Kyle Lowry, but even better than he was with DeMar DeRozan there. Yeah. Well, I think Kawhi just takes more pressure off everyone just because I think we've forgotten how good Kawhi is. Um, and for him to look that good after that much time off... He's only going to get better, and they're only going to get better. So I think Boston have got a legitimate, very legitimate threat there. And the Bucks coming on really good too now with the coach boot. So they look very good too. Giannis is sort of realising his potential. Um, so And they're very long and lengthy, that team. So they could provide a lot of problems for people in the East too. So that's an exciting sort of Eastern Conference now. Going back to the Lakers, LeBron James, not so much LeBron's going to be in trouble here, but the GM, the interim GM of Phoenix Suns, James Jones, allegedly they've paid out the contract of Tyson Chandler so they could get Tyson Chandler to LA where he's landed. Do you see James Jones getting in a little bit of trouble here? So LeBron just picked up the phone and speaking with his mate to make sure they could get some help yeah, for JaVale McGee. For those that aren't aware, James Jones and LeBron James are uh, apparently uh, very good friends. Um, so there seems to be a little bit of uh, tampering, as they say, but... I guess when you're the GM, you can do whatever you want. LeBron also came out and said after that first game that Chandler played that when he owns an NBA team, James Jones is going to be his GM. Right. So <laughs> that's a nice little hat tip at the end of the game to him because uh, Chandler obviously had a big impact on that game, that first game he played for him. Did a lot of the hard yards, as Chandler does. So it was interesting uh, that yeah, Phoenix didn't have to buy out that contract at all, but they did conveniently. So it was... Uh, Interesting to say the least, Jimmy. But they, it's good that they've got Tyson Chandler to give Javale McGee some help. No, definitely for the Lakers. But we're talking about an overall scheme of NBA tampering edge. <laughs> Legal, yeah. yeah. So where do we draw the line? Clearly, LeBron James owns the league in more ways than one. So uh, it's interesting. And Carmelo Anthony on the Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Buckets Mellow is gone. That's all I'm going to say. Buckets Mellow has left the building. It's not looking too good. Uh, I think you'd take Manamute and uh, Ariza back in a heartbeat if you were Houston right now. So it's early days, but uh, I think he had two points the other night against his old team, OKC, and the two points were a goal 10. So (laughs) that's legitimate. That's actually true. So... I mean, we don't like to laugh, Bella, because he is a great scorer in his time. But I think the time has passed him by a little bit now. And and when you look at his draft class, it's sort of 
about that time, apart from LeBron James, who's younger than most of those guys anyway, when he was drafted, he was a few years younger. Uh, but two, he's an absolute freak athlete, obviously. So not everyone's built like him. But when you look at Wade, Bosch, Mallow, yep. all those guys are now sort of winding up. So it's par for the course, so well, to speak. Dwayne Wade's already come out and said this This will definitely be his last dance. Yeah, most people thought last year was his last dance. So, I mean, he hasn't been D-Wade for a long time, is yeah. my point. So for us to think Mallow can just keep being Mallow, it's unrealistic. Something that's caught your attention is the UFC WME buyout. Yeah, or just the, the brand changing slightly since the buyout. Obviously, the buyout happened, I think, last year. Um, it was uh, in the billions of dollars to the Fratita brothers who owned Zufa, who were the former owner of the UFC. For those of you that don't know, I'm sure many are aware, uh, Zufa sort of purchased the, the UFC when it was worth nothing and built it into the brand it is today, uh, the juggernaut in MMA. And both of the Fratita brothers were very, they they come from owning casinos in their background and uh, Vegas boys, but both of them very passionate MMA guys as well. So they really love the sport and stuff like that. Now, what I've noticed uh, since the buyout is obviously there's a lot of super fight happening since Connor beat uh, Eddie Alvarez for the title which was warranted and that was a good one because it was Connor but ever since then the fighters have been calling their shots a little bit too much Jimmy I think and uh, they're almost killing the super fights now because every second fight seems to be a belt versus belt divisional crossover and uh, no one can really keep up and some of these champions have only had their belts for one or two fights. So Diluting them. Diluting the super fight. Diluting him, but the, killing their own brand as well, Jimmy. Because if your champion loses and you haven't even built him up yet, then what is he after he loses his belt? It's know. perplexing, isn't it? Because you can't build a guy that's just lost anymore. It's a bit hard. So you protect your champions. If you want to go on sort of a WWE analogy, oh. you protect your guys, you build them up. You put them over, as they say in the wrestling business. You build them. Now, in MMA, it can go wrong because someone from their own division can beat them. So, I have a funny wrestling story that we'll get to a bit we'll later. We'll get to that. But um, it's, uh, yeah, so it's interesting because I think they're killing their own product. They're obviously looking for big numbers now to make back that buyout figure that they gave the Fratitas, but they're not necessarily looking long term. I think it's going to kill the product a little bit. And they're letting some big fighters go contractual wise uh, that are going to other companies now. So if these other companies start getting some big names, then you're going to get like a boxing scenario where there's too many organizations in the one sport, which is really what's killed boxing. Now, we don't want that. The UFC has always been good about making the big fighters fight the other big fighters, and they can't do anything about it because they're all in the same company. So Dana White's always been great at that. So we don't want to lose that. So it's a bit uh, bit odd at the moment. Floyd Mayweather is in an interesting sort of scenario and predicament, should yeah. say. <laughs> to say the least, Jimmy. I mean, something happened in Japan where he was supposed to fight a kickboxer for the former promoter of, of Pride uh, FC, which was the UFC's competition back in the day. Um, and now it's come out that they're not fighting or it was all a ruse by a promoter. Floyd's blaming the promoter. The promoter's, I don't know who he's blaming or he's just happy with the publicity, but apparently it's not happening. Originally, they were going to fight on New Year's Eve. They were posing for photos. And then now, all of a sudden, uh, it doesn't seem to be. It's very strange. The fighter, Tenshin Nasakawa? Yes, that's, that. that's definitely right. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely right. I said 100%. that okay? Yeah, oh, of course. I speak fluent <laughs> Japanese. You know that to me. <laughs> Can you actually talk any other languages? I used I used to use E Honda when I played Street Fighter Two, so <laughs> uh, I I gather myself, and I've eaten plenty of sushi, so I, I should I should know a bit of Japanese, I think. So I'm going to go with yes, that was the correct pronunciation. Have you seen 100%. this photo of Floyd? I can't see that far. I'm old. No, you can't see. You need glasses. Yeah, that's what I just said. I'm old. It's very different. Different kit. Different kit than normal. Very different kit. Yeah, the money team kit. 
<laughs> I don't know. Floyd the Mayweather's got more money than I think I'll ever have in my well, life. Yeah, but does he? Does he or not? Now that's the question because he keeps keeps wanting to fight again, which tells you that maybe he doesn't have that much money anymore. <laughs> His betting past caught up with him. Can I have a little sort of rant? You can, mate. Uh, well, you got to ask me for. You think I'm going to get mad at you, Jimmy? <laughs> maybe. Come on. A- an unpopular opinion, right? During the week, turning our attention to AFL very briefly, Carlson have come out and said, "All right, we've copped enough." backlash in 2019 will not wear the gray strip that they wore this year and got absolutely smashed on social media for it. Are you familiar with that gray strip? The light gray? I'm familiar with it. On some of the shorts, it had like blue lines and... Yeah. Yeah? Sweat patches. Yeah. They looked odd. The shorts looked odd. It looked weird. (laughs) It did. I actually didn't think they were that bad. And I'm a massive fan in the AFL for teams trying new Guernsey. Now, let's not forget... Early 2000s, St. Kilda, who are red, white, and black in mm-hmm. their colors, mm-hmm. they've wore a heritage jersey in the past, which was actually red, yellow, and black because they actually changed their colors for something to do with World War One and yep. Germany's colors. So they actually changed. But in the early 2000s, I think they played here in Perth wearing a yellow Guernsey mm-hmm. with that black cross. I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember those pure milk? Anyway, they wore a yellow Guernsey. Yellow's not even in their color anymore. Yes. They've wore some horrible kids. Yeah. Every club has. Yeah. But I suppose my point is, I didn't think the Carlton grey one was that bad. Carlton have wore a yellow Guernsey too. Do you remember Carlton's bright yeah, gold one? Then? I think, Jimmy, I think you're confused here. The Carlton supporter group want to get angry about everything right now. They're angry. <laughs> they, so if you give them a, an alternate strip, they don't want to borrow that. <laughs> they just want them to try. So anything, this is not the year to be introducing new stuff. To the to the to the supporter group at all. They've got bigger issues to worry about than their grey kit. <laughs> no, 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 but listen, the supporter group will want to kill everything the club's doing at the moment. So if you're if you're trying to get a, a jumper up, now's not the time to release it. Maybe wait till you can win maybe ten games they, or something like that. They need some wins in twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 maybe reintroduce the grey then. Maybe shelve it for now, but reintroduce it then. But they're not gonna win anyone right now. They're not gonna go, Yeah, 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 I love this strip right now. So you think you're saying the fans will like it when they start actually winning games? I think if right. they if they were winning premierships, they'll love it. They'll love it. But having said that, I, I may be a bombers man. I don't like their red jersey. And I don't. I think they've got a grey one they do on sometimes still. They do, like they have that grey one. The, yeah, the yeah, bright so, you're talking about the bright Red. Yeah, but the red with the red sash or something. or It's, it's confusing. I don't like it. There have been some, some funky AFL Guernseys in the day. Yeah, see, I'm all for heritage. Like, if they go back to their heritage colours, that's cool. I like that. You have Heritage Week or something like that. But, yeah, sometimes pushing new ones. I mean, some new, sometimes the new ones work. Sometimes they don't. If people don't like the grey ones, people don't like the grey ones. There's bigger issues in the AFL than the colour of clubs. There's bigger Guernseys. issues for Carlton than their jumper that's team. That's what I'm saying. That's, where, that's why they didn't get the vote of approval. While we're talking about Carlton, they've got the number one pick in this year's draft. Yes. Would, in any circumstance, you trade that pick this upcoming draft? Well, it depends on how bankable the talent is in the draft. I mean, the draft in that AFL is not necessarily always the surest thing, is it? But pick one. Yeah, but it's not necessarily the surest thing. I mean, it's not like if you compare it, say, to the NBA, where it's a pretty bankable draft. You know what you've got. You know what you're going to get. AFL sometimes doesn't work like that. So if you could if you could trade that for an established star, that's young enough to give you some good years. Why wouldn't you? So given trade week is already so the trade period's already done. Yes. There's a suggestion that Carlton might part with pick one to get two picks inside the top ten, and that the Gold Coast Suns, who are a rabble at the moment, mm. may trade for one and give away two of their top ten picks to secure pick one. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. I mean, as I said, it's not an exact science the AFL draft because sometimes these guys miss on 
what they're thinking or what they think these guys are going to turn out to be. So why wouldn't you take two of those top 10 picks instead of one? Because none of them are a sure bet. I mean, number one, maybe, but there's, there's no guaranteed thing. And I mean, I think, you know, maybe Gold Coast wants something with the, the grey jersey too. <laughs> Do you think? Is the is the grey jumper up for grabs, Jimmy, or not? I think they'll be wearing bright yellow. Is that why they, they've said they're not going to use it? Did they put that in, in the, they handballed it to an actual worse team than themselves, potentially? <laughs> Things are grey on Gold, the Gold Coast. Coast. Could, yeah, Gold Coast could play in grey. It could be like overcast, you know, the torrential rains that they get at certain <laughs> times of the year. Monsoonal rains. You've obviously been to the Gold Coast. Yeah, maybe they could call it. They could change the name Gold Coast Monsoons instead of the Suns because it's not very bright out there at the moment, is it? I've never been. Monsoonal rains. I've never Torrential been. rains. Uh, you wanted to ask me about Fremantle and how big Lockie Neal, the departure. Don't, don't put be. words in my mouth, Jimmy. I've, I've got the text message here. Oh, well, the, well, people don't know that at home, but yeah, well, that's an interesting point. <laughs> I think it's a, everyone said the Dockers won the trade period, right? The right. consensus that they did very well, and they did very well. But you've also lost arguably your best player. Right. Which people seem to be overlooking at the moment. I mean, I know he got a big offer that you couldn't match, including a penthouse, allegedly, uh, which is interesting in itself. In but Brisbane or? Yeah, in Brisbane. I would say so. I would, <laughs> where else are they going to put him? <laughs> they commute him from Melbourne every week, aren't they, Jimmy? For every session. You're going to live in Melbourne. We're going to fly you guys over, you and Jules. Uh, congratulations on the wedding, by the way, Lucky Neil. Um, and they went to the Maldives. They did. Awesome. Well, yeah, maybe they were confused with Maldives, Gold Coast, same, same. <laughs> you know. But uh, anyway, I think it's a big deal losing Lucky Neil. I completely agree. I think it's been undersold. They lost their their 2018 best player, mm. and it's going to put a lot of pressure on someone like Nat Fife next year. Yeah, and Blakely too. I mean, Blakely's a good player. I think he'll come and do good things. But uh, Neil and Fife sort of were very good. And they and and they'll line ball with each other. I mean, I know Fife is sort of getting back to form, but there's not much distance between those two as far as who's a better player. So you'd never give up Nat Fife. I'd you give up Lockie Neal? Not just Nat Fife too. I mean, he's the one that has it has the immediate mm. sort of effect on. But they've got a lot of young talent coming through, who now may be sort of asked to progress quicker than yeah. they probably can. Put some pressure on them. They have some fantastic young players that can go through the middle. Adam Chera, Andy Brayshaw, to name a couple. But it's not really fair on them for the fans. And there will be some fans who go, all right, Lockie Neal's gone. No worries. We'll play Brayshaw through there. We'll play Chera through there. Mm. Not that simple. They're not ready yet. And Chera showed some signs last year, but then had some poor games as well. So he's obviously got some growth to do and we'll give him time for that. There's no, But yeah, as you said, there's probably unwanted pressure on those boys to get good quick uh, rather than there would be if Lockie was still around. So I think that's a it's a big whack, and I think uh, people have underestimated how good Lockie Neal was, or is. <laughs> well done, Brisbane. <laughs> this is a quirky one to finish. Now, you obviously must have grown up loving wrestling, and you became a wrestler. You obviously I have a love-hate relationship with I'll... wrestling, Jimmy. Why is that? I love it and I hate it. It's pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> mate. I mean, who says what does that mean? How does it, how does a love-hate relationship start? It's like a girl that you know is no good to you, but you just can't get rid of her. Yeah, okay. You know? Anyway, so interesting. So recently on his own podcast, and this was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, when you think of the Texas Rattlesnake, what do you think of? Drinking beer. He's quit. Yeah, he's yeah. quit. He's quit drinking alcohol. He's doing yoga. Well, good for him. <laughs> but that's every, every rattlesnake's got to evolve. <laughs> I mean, it's like someone having decaf coffee or something. I mean, good for him, Jimmy. You sound like you're disappointed that he's not going to drink himself into oblivion in his twilight years. <laughs> I think that's rough. Well, if wait, you're really a Stone Cold fan, you should say Stone Cold is good. 
I'm a massive Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. And he was one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid, when I thought it, it was real. And the thing is, the thing is, we don't know. What did you, what did you just say then, actually? When what? Jimmy? Jimmy? You know what, what I mean. What did you say? Which bit? Which bit? Oh, uh, now, you're, now you're stuttering. Uh, when, did you say when you thought it was what? When I thought it was, uh, how do I put it? Yeah. Bad choice of words. Yeah, definitely a bad you choice know, of words, Jimmy. You know. We don't say wrestling is fake around these parts. We don't do that. <laughs> when I was watching on TV, and I didn't realise that maybe some things were... Well, there were elements of entertainment in wrestling. Right, is that what you're yeah, looking for? That's okay. exactly oh, what okay, I mean. Jimmy. All right. Well, I'll give you a pass on that then. But <laughs> we'll go back to Stone Cold. He, he, when you think about it, he didn't drink a lot of beer. He guzzled it and he let it flow down his face because he's usually doing two or three at a time, right? So technically, he could still do that, Jimmy. So don't get don't get your knickers in a knot, mate. It'll be fine because technically, even if he's quit, he could just say like you know, like smoking a cigar. You don't inhale. You could do the same thing with beer and still do it. Some of it went in his mouth though, climbing up. Allegedly, to that. but then he spat it out too. He spat it in people's faces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how much there was a lot of wastage for those that that can't see it. Jimmy just did the act of clashing two beers together and pouring them over the or his face two at a time, like Stone Cold used to do. Who hasn't done that? Yeah, but that wastes a lot of beer is my point. So who knows how much he was actually consuming, Jimmy? I've done that. I know you've done that. No, I've never done it. <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker. I can't say I've ever done it. That's but you're saying he doesn't true. drink it, so you can try. <laughs> I was saying, but I, know, I, know, I have no desire to pour beer all over myself, fully clothed <laughs> or other. You know, it's not something I want to do. Beer does not smell good. We'll say that for sure. So dried beer just smells worse than fresh beer. So it's not something I really want to bathe in beer. Anything that you're looking forward to coming up this week? No, nothing springs to mind at all. No? No, just a walk in the park, I reckon, Jimmy. A walk in the park? Walk in the park. Okay. It's a highlight of the week for me. What about you, Jimmy? What's the highlight of the week coming up? Uh, probably just the cricket. We haven't really spoken much about cricket, but we <laughs> don't need why, to, do that's, we? That's why my highlight was walking in the park. <laughs> if the cricket's the best thing going in the next week, then that's it. You're not a cricketer? I'm not a cricketer. No, definitely not a cricketer. Did you ever play cricket? I just said I'm not a cricketer. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you never played. I think it maybe I played a couple of lunch times or recesses yeah. back in the day when, you know, maybe year one through four. Right. Never never played as a junior or anything? No. I bowled out a couple of good people in the backyard, though, I reckon, Australian players when they were around for barbecues and I stuff. I would not have liked to have faced you either in a professional environment or like in a junior environment or in the backyard. Have well, you steaming I, in? I wasn't always this big. Well, no, we know. all grow. Yeah, we all grow. You know, so I was a child at one stage. I wasn't like this, just with no beard. Overrated. <laughs> you know, I wasn't like this uh, by three months old. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Back- you know? I'm a terrible backyard cricketer. You're terrible backyard cricketer. Terrible. I used to crack the wobblies when I got out. You know. Back- oh, I used to get nervous. Or I used to get yeah, angry. Both. I just, yeah. I used to just crack the nanas when I got out. Yeah, I do that. But I do that in everything. I do that PlayStation. I broken controllers. Yeah. Wow, now you're just revealing all your dark, Growing up, that was before darkest, now. Yeah. You, can ask, you can ask any of the boys, my friends, yeah. I'm a horrible, horrible loser. Sore loser, that's me. I, oh. get, I get annoyed if I use tiddlywinks. Whatever tiddlywinks are, but it sounds good. <laughs> what are tiddlywinks? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You brought it up. Nah. But you might know. Look into it, Jimmy. Oh, we will. We'll I bring think it's the little, the little, yeah, anyway. We, we will bring that to Next time on the Comedic Williams podcast, we'll talk about tiddlywinks. Well, that'll just about do us. We've covered a whole bunch of topics. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Comedy Williams podcast. Of course they have, Jimmy. Of course. Of course, Mark Comedy, not alongside me, on the other side of the desk, chatting all things sport, knows a lot, Mark Comedy. Don't overhype me, Jimmy. We're going to disappoint him further down the line if you go that. Come on. Come on. Not just a stats man, Mark. 
we're going to make this a weekly thing. Yes, Mark? We are, we are yeah? going to make this a, re- a weekly thing, Jimmy. Thanks for listening. See you next week.